Welcome to the Faith Assembly Podcast. We're so glad that you've joined us today. It is our desire at Faith to help you connect, grow, and go in your walk with God. We hope you're encouraged by this message from Pastor Steve. Praise the Lord. Today is Vision Sunday. Thank you, God, for vision that propels the body of Christ forward. You can be seated this morning, and welcome to Vision Sunday. We are so glad that you're all here with us, and we are so excited to share with you some things that the Lord is doing in this church. Hallelujah. He is doing wonderful things. He is moving us forward, and I love our theme, Can't Stop, Won't Stop. (laughs) Um, Also, hello to our online viewers this morning. We're so glad you're joining in. We'd love for you to drop a comment and tell us how excited you are about Vision Sunday and let us know where you're joining in from. So however you're here this morning, we're glad that you're here to be a part of all that God is doing. So yep, today's Vision Sunday and we are so excited to share with you the things that the Lord has laid on our hearts. Um, Today will be a little different as far as our usual Vision Sundays go uh, because We are excited, we're anxious, we're looking forward to sharing with you some things that the Lord has laid on our heart, but there are some things that we had hoped to be prepared to fully disclose to you um, at this time, but uh, you're kind of going to just get a snapshot of those things this morning, but uh, not all the full details, because we don't want to have to backtrack, we just want to move as God moves and as He leads. However, uh, we do have some very exciting things to share with you today. My heart is just overflowing. I can't wait for you to hear all the things we have to share about where God is leading our church. And, you know, this is going to be a very vital Sunday because you're going to walk out of this place not only excited about what God is doing, excited about where he's leading, but you're going to know how to pray. You're going to know how to pray for God's will to be done because as we begin to pray, anything that is blocking, anything that is standing in the way, hallelujah, as we pray as a body, God can prepare the path. He can make a way where there seems to be no way. Amen? Uh, So you can pray for our church family and you can pray for the ministries of our church. And um, so we're certainly going to let you know enough this morning that you can uh, partner with us in prayer and be a powerful part of the way that God is going to move in the coming days. Over the last five years that uh, Pastor Steve and I have had the wonderful opportunity to serve here, we've seen God do some amazing things. He has, from the very first day, been birthing vision in our hearts together on where God wanted to take this church, and he is continuing to do that. We have worked to see many of those things come to pass, and uh, it's just been an incredible witness to see God move, what he's already done. And we do believe, as we sang this morning, greater things are on the way because of who God is. Um, This this, uh, day is so important. Uh, We're familiar with the verse that says, where there is no vision, the people perish. And I don't know about you, but I'm happy. I am so blessed to be part of a church who is not perishing. We are not perishing. We are growing. We are moving. We are the body of Christ. And the word says that he will build his church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Can't stop. Can't stop. Glory to God. That's right. Um, So I'm so excited to be part of a church that not only are we moving forward, but we're moving forward to advance the kingdom of God, to build disciples and have a purpose in this generation. So before Pastor Steve comes to share with you the things that the Lord has laid on our hearts, I'm just going to ask, can we all stand one more time, and let's go to the Lord in prayer before he comes. 
Lord, we praise you today. We love you, God. We thank you, Lord, for your touch, your anointing, your blessing upon Faith Assembly Church. God, thank you so much that you choose to use this church for your glory. Thank you, God, for the things that you have already done. We just praise you for that, and we give you the highest honor and praise and glory for all that you've already done. But, God, today we come into this place to share the vision that you have birthed in our heart. And, God, today we come into this place as a body to just unite together in the vision, God, that you are speaking over Faith Assembly Church. God, help us to know our part. God, help us to pray. Help us, God, to be in sync with what you are saying and what you are doing. God, we know that greater things are on the way, God. We know that in the days to come, because of your vision that you are speaking, we will see families united. We will see the lost come to know Jesus. We will see bondages broken and deliverances come forth. God, we thank you for your word that says, as we follow you and we trust you, that eye has not seen, ear has not even heard, or can't, our minds can't imagine what you have in store for us, God. And Lord, today we look to you to lead in God, and we thank you for every word, every thought, every vision that's going to come forth in this place today. God, you are good, and we are thankful to be a part of what you're doing. And the body of Christ said, amen, amen. Well, good morning again, Faith Assembly Church. Uh, so excited to be here to share with you. As Lee, Pastor Lisa mentioned, we have several things to say to you today. Some of those we can more fully disclose for you and, and give detail, and some of them we just kind of have to paint you a broader picture as we understand it. And the reason that we do that, we, we've kind of toyed with the idea that we would reserve some of those things and hold back. Uh, but the reason that we're going to go ahead and give you some of those things is because we are in partnership together in ministry it's it's not just myself the pastoral staff and select team members that are working in ministry but it's also all of you that we're asking to invest and sow into the kingdom ministry to labor together with us in prayer and to work together with us in service in seeing the vision of God come to pass for our congregation and for our church body and for our community and for the kingdom so we're excited today just to, if nothing else, give you something to pray about because it's not by might nor by power. Understand that, that, that when, when the prophet looked out at, at all the things that, that the Lord was birthing in his heart as a vision, a visionary work, he said, Lord, how can these things be? And the Spirit of the Lord said, it's not by might nor by power, but by my Spirit, says the Lord. And the same is true today in 2021 and it will be until Jesus comes that the church of the living God must be empowered by the Holy Spirit to move things forward amen amen so we want you to partner together with us in prayer and also in service to to just walk hand in hand into the vision that God has given us some of these things you know when you think about vision Sunday you always think about new things being told and and forecast some of these things are not even new you've heard them before uh, but oftentimes we have to refocus and we have to readjust our vision so that we get our eyes back on the things that matter and maybe take our sights off of some of the peripheral things that don't matter as much. So I'll, I want to encourage you at the onset that next Sunday morning is going to be our Connect Groups Fair. And in the, in the past year, 2020, uh, a great year of God's blessing and favor, 
Everybody said amen. amen. Uh, but it was also a year of distinct challenges uh, for us as a nation and for many churches. Everybody say amen there as well. And one of the things that that press did it was revealed for us both the strengths and weaknesses uh, that, that were present among us in many cases and scenarios. And one of the things that I like to focus on the positive rather than the negative. So one of the things that it really revealed for us and solidified for us was the vision that we launched back in 2018 that our church would move away from other types of discipleship and fellowship models and move towards the connect group model. And I'm telling you that in the year of 2020, I believe that that, that group model worked more effectively than we could ever measure that it did in maintaining a sense of community and togetherness in our church body. And uh, just want to let you know that in 2020, there's going to be a renewed emphasis, 2021, there's going to be a renewed emphasis. I ain't trying to live that again. 20, 2021, there's going to be a renewed emphasis in connect groups here in our church. Now, this is where I want to challenge you with the visionary piece. And that is this, that a lot of our group leaders are wonderful, wonderful group leaders. And as it is so often the case, they're also the leaders that serve in so many other areas of the church and uh, give of themselves above and beyond over and over and over to make dynamic ministry happen here. And I believe, and I'm sowing this seed thought in your mind and in your heart today, that there are those among us who are seated in this place today for whom the Lord may be calling and petitioning you by the Spirit that you would step up and take on the mantle of leadership or hosting or however the Lord would lead you and serve in connect group leadership. And just uh, an advance to say there's going to be a lot of opportunities in the next few weeks. You're going to be hearing about several opportunities to get involved in connect groups in leadership in facilitating, and there's going to be training opportunities. You may be thinking, well, Pastor, I don't know how to lead a group. That's okay. We're going to train you. Even if you thought you knew how to lead a group, we still want you to come through our, uh, our Connect Group Leader training so that you'll understand our model better and how we're trying to lead groups here in the church. And um, we are super excited about that because what we understand through the group's model is this, that everything doesn't hinge on Sunday morning for life change to happen and everything doesn't hinge on a handful of people for the Lord to work through but it broadens our reach and it increases our impact as people in the body of Christ stand up out of apathy and begin to exercise their spiritual muscles and, and begin to work and labor together for the kingdom of God. God does exciting things so I want you to be in prayer about that. I'm challenging you right now to be in prayer about that and prayerfully consider hosting or leading a group and, uh, and let the Holy Spirit move and work in your life. So you're going to hear a lot about that in 2021. Another thing that we've been excited about for some time and we are um, working diligently towards, this is more one of those snapshot issues, but a couple of years ago, you might remember that we launched a brand new ministry for college students here at Faith Assembly Church called Pulse College Ministry. And it has served, especially the younger generation of this church, very well. And it has been already a powerful outreach tool 
into the community and onto the college campus. Um, but as, a, as you might well know, that with some of the more recent challenges that we have faced with that, that ministry has had to move back in-house. And uh, we still have students who are coming from the campus. Oftentimes, you'll see some of those same students that are seated over here in this section. This is the college section, by the way, over here. And uh, yeah, uh, so yeah. And uh, oftentimes, we'll have those kids who are here, and we're so appreciative. But we believe there is so much more. We've sang about it this morning. Greater things does God have in store for this church. And we believe passionately that the uptown campus area is where that ministry belongs. It, it needs to be in proximity to, it needs to be accessible to, available to those young people who are at crucial points and crossroads in their lives. Listen, I've told you guys before so many times, church is not the field of dreams. And if you don't know what I'm referencing, I'm referencing this voice that comes out of the cornfield and says, if you build it, they will come. It doesn't work that way. As a matter of fact, the command of Christ is to go into all the world and make disciples, right? It's, it's not for us to build it and have our programs. Although we need those things and there's a value to those things, the command of Christ is for the body to come into this place to receive encouragement and edification and life change through the Spirit and then to go out into the world and make an impact and a difference. And we believe that Pulse College Ministries not only needs to be a ministry of Faith Assembly Church, but it needs to be a ministry from Faith Assembly Church to this community. Amen? And uh, so we are working Feverishly, we can't say exactly where right now because we're not there. But we are working diligently. Pastor Jason is working his fingers to the bone to try to make things happen so that we can secure a permanent location in the uptown Greenville area that will serve as a lighthouse for the tens of thousands of students that come to our city every year. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be a place of outreach. They're going to gather on several evenings through the week for praise and worship and a sermon together and just gathering around the Word. It'll also be an alternative to the bars and the clubs and the only other places that they have in that area to go. So we are super excited about that. And I want to mention in that regard, too, that as we're talking about these things, if the Lord lays anything on your heart, if you, if you want to invest in it, if you want to sow in it, you can find on our giving page an option there to give directly to some of these ministries, Pulse College Ministry in particular. And, um, you know, we don't have all the details right now, but we are believing, God, that by the start of the fall semester of this coming year that we have secured a location in that uptown area that will be a stable home for Pulse College Ministries. We won't be at the dictation of a liberal university to tell us where we can and cannot preach the gospel of Jesus Christ, but we will go into the highways and the hedges and we will compel them to come in. Amen? Amen. Are, are you as fired up about that as I am? Amen. 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 So uh, be in prayer with us about that, and we're going to keep you updated as to how the Lord is answering those prayers. So... Um, another area where we're going to be trusting the Lord 
and, uh, and another area where we need you to partner with us in prayer, and this is really, really vague at this point, but uh, we're going to share it with you anyway because we consider you partners. And that is that God has certainly entrusted to us an amazing campus. I, I love walking the halls of the, these buildings and praying, coming in this sanctuary and just uh, believe in God for miracles. It is just a wonderful, wonderful place to be and a wonderful place to do ministry. But Winston Churchill once said that we shape our buildings and thereafter they shape us. And there, there are a great number of things that we do here as a ministry in the ways that we conduct ourselves that are shaped by the, not the vision that God has given us for the ministry, but they're shaped by the shape and the condition of the spaces in which we do those ministries. Uh, so our building is a tool. We call it a facility because it facilitates things that matter. And the thing that matters are not the sticks and the bricks and the wood, but the things that matter are the lives that are changed and the ministries that happen in the confines of the walls. That's, that's what really matters. So what's really important here is not the shape of the space, but the, that the shape of the space conforms to the vision of God and what he's birthing in our hearts. So this is not a 2021 issue. This is not a 2022 issue. This is more like a four, five, six-year issue that we'll be working through. And not only myself, but the pastoral staff, our administrative board, we covet your prayers for God's wisdom as we are seeking out those that can advise us and help us work through uh, some pinch points. And I can tell you this, that while we don't have all the details, we can highlight a few changes uh, that are going to affect some of our fastest growing ministries uh, here at the church. Um, I'm reluctant to even say pre-COVID and post-COVID and all those things, but if you can imagine with me Sundays that in the three classrooms or so that we have down the hallway here, uh, the Pastor Glenn and his team had got to the point, five years ago when Lisa and Pastor Lisa and I first got here, an average attendance for kids ministry on a Sunday morning was anywhere from 25 to 27 kids. Uh, back in February of 2020, an average Sunday morning's attendance for kids ministry would range anywhere from 65 to maybe 85, sometimes 90 kids. So, amen, praise God for that. So, so the Lord has really blessed and, and, and favored that ministry. And listen, it's a different world that you and I live in today than it was 20 years ago. Uh, 20 years ago, none of us had ever heard of some of the atrocities happening on church campuses and things that we hear of today. And we need a place where we can be sure that those kids are safe and secure, especially as we begin reaching out into our community. New people become coming in. We want them to know that they can drop their kids off with confidence and know that they are secure in that worship space. And they can come in here and, and find hope and healing for their own lives without having to wonder about the security and safety of their kids. Our youth ministry, Pastor Brandon took that over a couple of years ago and it has exploded and is nearly double the size uh, since then. They have been operating in a space on the far back corner of our campus, uh, kind of like the, the, the 
forgotten stepchild uh, way back there at the very back part in a very cramped space when you put 35, 40 kids, teenagers especially, in a room that size. Uh, it gets really tight really quick, so we're working on etching out some space for them. That's going to increase their safety and security. It's also going to free our hands with Joy Junction Christian Daycare that, by the way, has increased the student body over 60 kids thereabouts over the last five years. And uh, we're, we're believing for a greater reach in our community with that ministry and getting the youth department out of that building is going to help us with that. So we're super excited for all the things that the Lord is doing in that regard. Now, another, another constant theme here in the life of our church is the theme of outreach. And you've heard us speak about a few of these things before in this past summer. How many of you were energized this past summer when we partnered with Convoy of Hope and we had the lines of people here on the campus to give away groceries to 500 families plus as they came through? And, and received a blessing in a most trying time here in the life of our community. But we, we want to see more of that. Don't you want to see more of that? I, I was once asked, how, does, how do you value the effectiveness of a church? And I thought about that question for a minute, and I, I responded in this way. I said, well, to me, I guess the appropriate way to value a church the effectiveness of the church is to ask the question that if tomorrow we strung a chain through the front door handles and padlocked it and walked away and the weeds begin to grow up around this campus and the windows begin to rot and deteriorate and everything how long would it take the community around us to realize that we had ceased to do the things that we were doing I mean because we can come and do this for decades and never affect change in the community or the world around us. But when we begin to reach out and we begin to be the hands and the feet of Christ in this community, people will begin to recognize that there's a people there that have the love of Christ in them and I want some of what they got because I know that it's genuine and sincere. So we're going we're gonna to increase the opportunities for you. As a matter of fact, in the next couple of weeks, you're going to hear about some exciting outreach opportunities and listen this is another area listen, the mission field is not as far away as you might think as a matter of fact it's right outside those doors we are glad and happy to partner with and be a sending agency for missionaries around the world but we cannot forsake the mission field that's just outside these doors and that's our responsibility church not, not someone else. That's our responsibility. So I want you to be praying about that as well. As you begin to hear these wonderful opportunities upcoming, I want you to begin to pray about, how, God, how do you want to use me? I, I can be a missionary. You can be a missionary right here in Greenville and Winterville, North Carolina. So we're excited about that as well. So we encourage you to begin praying now and begin asking the Lord to to direct you so that you can respond with sensitivity to the Holy Spirit as he shows you how to get involved in the outreach ministries of this church. Okay? Are, are you excited so far? Okay. I've got one more thing, and this is going to lead us to our guest for today. And that is that five years ago, upon arriving here at Faith Assembly Church, I came in the door, as I always do at any new place, with a legal pad in hand, and I wrote down things that I believed 
that God was laying on, on mine and Pastor Lisa's heart and things that he was showing us. And I believe that upon arriving here five years ago at Faith Assembly Church, that the Lord impressed upon our hearts that this church is so strategically placed in this region that it should serve as a resource for the entire region. And while we didn't know exactly what that might look like, we knew that it had to do with the preparation of the next generation of ministers who would serve as local church pastors, as church ministry leaders, or even as missionaries on the foreign field. And so over the past five years, we've been praying and we've been waiting on the Lord to clarify that vision and to show us what that meant for Faith Assembly Church to be and serve as a regional resource. And, and after exploring countless options and having a number of conversation with folks, nothing seemed to really bear witness with, with our spirit that this is what the Lord wanted for our church. And I want to remind you of our mission here at Faith Assembly Church, and our mission is to develop faithful followers of Jesus Christ. Everything that we've mentioned so far, even down to the flow of our facilities, is about enhancing what we do as a church to develop faithful followers of Jesus Christ, beginning with evangelism and outreach, working through the maturation of Christians, all the way to the development and deployment of believers. And we believe that the Lord wants us to partner with people who are being developed for ministry in the coming generations, to help them to develop their call and, and, their, and their gifts so that they can be effective ministers of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I'll tell you why I'm so passionate about this. The very first board meeting that I ever attended in my life, I was also the church pastor and chairperson of the board. You talk about not knowing what you're doing. I was the poster child. I believe we can do a better job in the coming generations of training people and equipping them and preparing them for, for ministry and to be valiant leaders for the kingdom of God and confident leaders for the kingdom of God. So finally one day this past summer, I had a conversation with a man with whom I had never spoken before and the Lord did an amazing thing in the course of that conversation and I'm going to ask Pastor Rob Roden to come and join me here on the platform for this next announcement and um, make Pastor Rob welcome this morning. He's... After my own personal search, I, I, finally, I had finally found an affordable Christian college that would allow students to train for a lifetime of ministry and attain a fully accredited ministry degree but not leave them with a mountain of student loan debt that they would likely never be able to repay especially if they chose vocational ministry as a path for their lives so long story short pastor rob is also the president of ascent college of the assemblies of god a christian college that is focused on ministry preparation and training 
uh, for the next generation of students that are going to be world changers should the Lord tarry his coming. And uh, we are proud to announce that in the fall of 2021, Faith Assembly Church will be launching as a partner site for the Ascent College of the Assemblies of God. And we are looking forward. We are looking forward for the opportunity to serve in this capacity. And uh, we are believing the Lord for great things. And, you know, we're always looking for people to serve in ministry. And I said, well, hey, if we can't find them, maybe we just need to grow them. Amen? So uh, we're, we're going to start with that. So, Pastor Rob, would you come this morning and just share a little bit about Ascent College and also the word that the Lord's laid on your heart for this moment? Amen. Thank you so much. Can you show your appreciation, Pastor Steve, Pastor Lisa, the whole leadership team? I'm going to tell you right now, you are in an exciting place, all right? So turn to someone and say, it's exciting here. Wake up, all right? It's exciting here. Do you know how many churches right now are just, they're, they're just kind of in a holding pattern? They're not sure what to do. And, and for you to receive the gift of vision and direction and for us to get to be a part of that at Ascent College is so, so thrilling uh, to me. I have a, a life theme. Uh, it comes from a little Latin phrase, uh, ex nihilo, which means out of nothing. And it's the first thing we find out about God in Scripture, that he takes nothingness and he does greatness with it. Took the nothingness of the world and he created the galaxies, spoke them into existence. And you know, he does the exact same thing now with you and me. He takes our nothingness and does extraordinary things through us. When I was 17, I had a youth pastor who said two things to me that deeply changed my life. Um, he wanted to put me in some leadership uh, there in the youth group. And, and I knew that there weren't a lot of things going on in my life that were pleasing to God. Can anyone relate to that at a time? And, and I remember looking at him and said, I, I think I need to get some things straight first with the Lord. And, and we do need to get those things straight with the Lord. But he looked at me and he said this, if you sit around and wait your whole life to get perfect, you'll be waiting forever. Right? You'll be waiting forever. And then the second thing he said to me is, he said, I'm not interested in who you are right now. I'm interested in who God has created you to be. Aren't you grateful for a God who, guess what? He knows those areas of your life that need to still come under his lordship. But he says, would, would you allow me to come and show you a higher calling than I have upon your life? And that's where we came up with Ascent uh, College. We're ascending uh, together to this higher calling, this greater place that God has for us. And it could mean uh, a lot of different things. It, it could mean ministry leadership of some type in the church, formal uh, pastoring, missionary, whatever the case might be. And so we just adopted this new name. We had another name. And uh, here's what happened. My first, I pastored 28 years in Richmond. Uh, first six months on the job, coming up with a name, we got sued. That is not a very fun start, isn't it? And um, it was really this threat to sue over trademarking, and it was ridiculous. 
But you know what? Our board, we gathered and we prayed and we said, we're more interested in what God's going to do in student lives than a name. So let's just pray for a new name. We came up with this name and it's so hot off the press um, that we have uh, ordered right now all of our you know, vendor table stuff and merchandise and things. So you make your way out to our empty table out there, all right? And just think Ascent College when you're there. Amy Peel, who is director of our enrollment services, will be there. And uh, you can, uh, you know, if there's a line that is there, you can just put your name on the list with a phone number and uh, email. She will contact you this week, give you information about it. It's, it's for all different types of, you can just take, one or two Bible classes if you want. You can complete a degree if you want. There's many, many different options. Um, when I took this position, I told the superintendent of our district, I said, the only way that I will take this is if um, there are no plans to build a campus. Now, this is nothing against facilities. God uses facilities. We just heard that in the vision. But I said, we need to close the gap between the local church and the academic world. Why are we raising up and training ministry leaders and they go away for four years and then they have to come back to the local church and be in a board meeting for the first time? It makes no sense. So I said, I believe that there are churches and pastors out there that want to be partner site churches with us so we can blend together the use of of technology and online classes, but they can be in the community of the local church learning ministry the whole time. And so that is our model. So the only thing we raise money for is the scholarship students because I have this desire that we would eventually be able to separate ourselves completely from any federal grants or money and any regulations that may come down because we would say, you know what, the kingdom's taking care of that. The kingdom is taking care of that. The kingdom is taking care of that. And you can pass whatever legislation you want to pass. It doesn't matter. We don't need you, all right? And that's the goal. And so we believe strongly in the, in the widow's might concept. And uh, when you, there's a table out there, and um, maybe you place a dollar in it or $5 or whatever, whatever you want to do. We, we trust the Lord every single week. All of that money goes into our annual scholarship fund, and we specifically target students that are struggling um, to pay their bill with those uh, monies. Well, enough about Ascent College. I have a message over the next few minutes here that uh, I believe, Pastor, as you were sharing, just ties in in such a wonderful way. What, Pastor Lisa, can't stop, won't stop. Is that it? Can't stop, won't stop. Can't stop, won't stop. The passage we're going to look at, you can turn there, Matthew chapter 11, verses 28. I believe Jesus gives us an invitation in this passage that will equip you and ensure that you can't stop and that you won't stop. You can't stop and it won't stop. Let me take a little... I tried to hide this behind the bucket right there to see how sneaky I did that, but uh, there's really no, no hiding it. This is a familiar passage probably uh, to a lot of you, but I believe that God has given me a fresh insight into this this morning. 
Um, and you know, you've been sitting for a little bit. Why don't we stand for the reading of God's Word? That's a tradition in some churches. It kind of gets the blood flowing again, and we'll stand together in honor. And it's what it says in Matthew chapter 11. These are Jesus' words. Come to me, all you who are weary and what? Burdened. And I will give you what? Rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me because I am gentle and humble in heart and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. God, over the next few minutes, may revelation from your word come forth, whether this is the first sermon someone has ever heard or the thousandth, everyone in between, that we would understand how powerful this invitation is from you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, you can be seated. I've read this uh, verse many times when I was exhausted, right? Uh, because I love Jesus' invitation to come and rest, right? Uh, rest is a good thing. We need that rest. But I was struck one day in reading this account from Jesus that I always really just kind of stopped at the end of verse 28 because that's the part I liked, okay? Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Can you visualize with me for a minute the early hearers of Jesus, they're gathered around. They live under an oppressive government regime, the Roman government uh, at that time who occupied that area. There was a lot of strict things. Life was difficult. They were worried. And here is the one who does miracles. Here's the one who feeds the 5,000. Here's the one that does extraordinary things saying, why, why don't you come to me and I will give you rest. Can you just use your spiritual imagination for a minute to think what some people might have defaulted to in their thinking? He's probably got a palace somewhere. I mean, with really comfortable beds in it. And we can just sleep, right? And we can rest. And people will bring us grapes to eat. And, and we don't have to worry about what's happening in that big, awful world out there. We can maybe peek out the window, but go back into the comfort of our bed. I don't know if anyone thought that. But you know what? I would. If I hear, come to me and I'm going to give you rest, I'm thinking separation from that which is making me worry and burdened and rest. But Jesus does something remarkable. He says... I will give you, give you rest, take my yoke upon you. Now, he said yoke. Now my mind is going from palaces to oxen. In the field. Working. Tilling the soil. Now I'm, Jesus is confused. That's what I'm wondering. How do you go from I will give you rest to you will take my yoke upon you. What is Jesus 
doing here. Look at the slide that they're getting ready to put up. The world defines rest as being inactive. Jesus defines rest as being in sync with him. It's not inactivity. It's not sitting in the pew and doing nothing. It's saying, I want to be in sync with the purposes that I was created for. And that is where true rest is. I was always terrible at a particular race, at uh, you know, picnics and different things. I was always bad at the three-legged race. Because I have control issues in my life, see? And, and what works for the three-legged race? Who wins the three-legged race? The two that just are in sync, right? Walking along. You know, I would try to go faster. I'd say you're going too slow and yank back and forth, right? I think that what happens to many of us is that we get exhausted and we get weary. Watch this. Because we're supposed to be in this three-legged race with Jesus, but we're fighting against him. And I'm going to drill into that a little bit more. A three-legged race is, is, is being in sync. And you know what? If you try to do the three-legged race and fall and get up and do it, you are weary and tired. But the ones that cross the line first, it just looks simple. They're just whoop. Right? Just going along. Just nice and simple, and they cross hardly out of breath. Now, why is this important? You and I have been invited by Jesus to participate in the greatest movement on the planet, the gospel, the kingdom of God. Paul writes, and he says, we are his ambassadors as though he is making his appeal through us. Ordinary, normal people like you and me that probably made mistakes this past week. He delights in that. Why? I don't know. I've said to God so many times, you could do this better without me. And he says, no, but but I've called you and I have purposes and I've set things before the beginning of time for you to, to do that I have set for nobody else to do. And true peace and rest is when you're in line with that. You see, greater is the one that is within us than the one that is in the world, amen? The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, he, that same spirit lives in you and me and he will bring to completion until the day of Christ Jesus that which he started. Can't stop, won't stop, only if you're in Jesus' yoke. And that is where true rest is. Well, let me drill a little further into this because there is something that the early hearers of Jesus would have immediately understood around the concept of a yoke, that when Jesus says, my yoke is easy, my burden is light, that word is referring specifically to something about a yoke. And they would have heard and had an understanding that it's hard for you and I 
to understand because most of us probably don't have two oxen in our garage right now, right? But here's what they knew. When you, when you create a yoke, and the carpenter created the yoke, what a, what a good farmer or good landlord would do is he knew that not every neck of every oxen was the same shape or size. And so he would measure the oxen and he would get a yoke that was crafted and it was custom fit for that oxen. So when it was placed upon them, there was a kind of gentleness. It didn't rub over and over again and create sores and, and do things that would shorten the life of the oxen because the oxen needed to be able to accomplish the task, but not with pain, not with suffering, not with disease that would cause infection and other things. That is what this word, my yoke is easy, is it really means custom fit. That's what it means. Now when times get hard economically, oxen dies, you replace it, and you've already got this yoke. What, what do you think the temptation was to do? It, it was to say, I, I'm going to just kind of brush it down, you know. Because I have to do that. And there's going to be sores and there's going to be some hurt. But it's, it's just what I've got to do. So everyone that heard Jesus literally heard this from him. Look at it on the screen. It is that Jesus has a custom designed yoke just for you. Just for you. He doesn't, he doesn't take other yokes of other individuals and try to cram that around your neck. He, he doesn't do that. Why? Because he delights in flowing his purposes through you, see. But here's what we do. We unfortunately opt for some yoke that was never designed for us yoke that the world has created and you see others in that and and you get yoked into this situation a, a stronghold or um, a habit or relationship or something and and you wonder why you're always tired you wonder why you're always um, just just deeply frustrated with things it's because you're not wearing the God-given yoke created for you. I have another thing that I felt led to say this morning, and I didn't feel led to say it until I was seated right there singing this morning. And so I feel it's timely for someone here, maybe someone that's watching at home. I really sensed it was for someone watching at home that was made to watch this service today, and you don't want to. And that is this, that you can sometimes have had a bad religious experience with a group of people that forced a yoke upon you that was not of the Lord. And this morning, God wants to heal you of that. He wants to heal you of that. 
because you're thinking, I, I can't go back and get things right with God because I know what that yoke feels like. It wasn't of the Lord. It wasn't of the Lord. The yoke that Jesus has for you, it, it will fit you perfect. It is custom designed just for you. Now, here's the other great thing. I'm going to see how smart you are. When I say yoke, um, how many do you see? One, two, or three? Two, right? Yeah. I mean, maybe there were uh, ones for triple. I don't know. I'm not like this expert on yoke or anything like that. But it's for two. And if you look back at the text with me, Jesus does not say to take a yoke upon. He says take my yoke upon him. It is his yoke. And so the implication that is there, if you could visualize this, you need to visualize a yoke that Jesus himself is already in. And he's saying, right here, right next to me. He's not calling you and another person away from Jesus to do the work. You only do it, Pastor said it earlier, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Jesus is inviting people to his yoke. He's standing in front of you today, not this bald guy with a gray goatee. He is saying, I'm right here, and, and I made this for you. And if you'll join me, we will begin to do work that is extraordinary, it's beyond anything you could ever hope or imagine. You're going to be called into down into the uptown area, into other outreaches, serving in different places, and it's going to be you and Jesus doing it together. And I can tell you, there is no greater rest, there is no greater joy, there is no greater contentment in your life when you lay your head on the pillow at night than when you know that you've been doing Jesus' work with him. And, and he's just right there with you. Even in this passage that calls people to work, Jesus is relational. It's extraordinary. I'll close with explaining it this way. The president of the Bible college I went to, his name was Dick Foth, and uh, he is still alive. He served for years in uh, D.C. and spoke all around the world, and he told us one time, never, never forget him telling us this in chapel. He said that he went to Bible college and had a roommate that went on to the mission field. And I don't remember what part of the world he was serving in, but um, he would uh, wake up every day. He would say, God, show me what I'm supposed to do today. And it was a really tough first four years out in the field. He came home got together with his friend Dick Foth and said, I, I don't know, I'm praying every single day, God, show me what I'm supposed to do, lead me to where I'm supposed to do it, and you know, I, f I feel like I'm walking in obedience, but I'm just struggling. Anyone ever been there? I have before, right? You know, you just wonder, what, what is God doing? So he went back to the mission field, had his um, stay at home, went back to the mission field. About halfway through, he contacted his friend Dick Foth, and he said, my ministry has been totally revolutionized here. Dick Foth said, that, that's amazing. Uh, did someone send you a big check, right? <laughs> uh, did you get a new idea? He said, no, it, 
It, it's remarkable. I got up one morning, just like I do every single morning, and I started in on the same thing. You know, Lord, show me what you're supposed to do together. And he said, the Holy Spirit just literally stopped the words coming out of my mouth. And I heard, I had this impression of God speaking to me saying, why do you ask me the wrong thing every morning? And, and he said, both." Um, Calling by his last name, both. I, I was taken aback. I, I mean, I thought I was asking God a good question. And then he said, in just the sweetest, just gentlest way, he said, I felt the Holy Spirit whisper in my ear, start asking, Lord, what do you and I get to do together today? A powerful difference powerful difference. What do you and I, not, I, not Jesus is sitting back here and hey, you all head out. It's, no, Jesus, what are you and I going to get to do today? And how do I get to be with that and co-laboring with you? Because Jesus is unstoppable. And when you are in with him, you can't stop and you won't stop because you know what? It's not your own strength. It's not your own power. It's not your own wisdom. It's not your own ingenuity. It's not anything other than this obedience. Saying, Jesus, I get to do this with you. And I think that some of you here this morning, what might hold you back from any number of visionary elements that were described in the beginning of this message or Pursuing and saying, what would, it, what would it look like to be a part of Ascent College and, and do some different things is because you just, you need a slight recalibration, but it's one that will change your life forever. And that is that you and Jesus get to do it together. Don't let anyone tell you you're too old. Don't anyone let, tell you that you're too young. Don't anyone tell you that you made too many mistakes. Don't anyone tell you that you didn't grow up in the right family or you don't have the right job or you don't have whatever. You fill in the blank. You only listen to the words of Jesus who says, come to me. Come to me. Join me in my yoke and see if we will not begin to plow powerful, powerful fruit in this kingdom. Isn't it amazing that he uses people like you? We hope you enjoyed this inspirational message today. If you would like more information about Faith Assembly, please visit us on the web at faith-assembly.org. Thanks again for joining us, and we hope you have a blessed day.